to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Canadians gave you a minority, and you are, in effect, giving yourself a majority. So is this what Canadians voted for? Um, The conclusions drawn by analysts, by Canadians, by political parties following the last election is that it's a minority government, so parties need to work together. That's what a minority government means. It means Canadians in this difficult time wanted, elected a government with an ambitious platform for Canadians on health care, on housing, on environment, on reconciliation. But they gave a minority government because they said, you need to work with other parties to get this done. That's exactly what this agreement is about. It's about saying, in the areas where we have alignment with the NDP, we're going to work together constructively to deliver for Canadians in these times of challenge and uncertainty. And in areas we don't agree with the NDP, we're going to need to continue to work with other parties on advancing the priorities of Canadians. That's what this agreement is, and it is a responsible Uh, answer to the uncertainty we're in, to the challenges facing democracies uh, with hyper-partisanship and toxic polarization, of saying, let's actually make deliberate efforts to work across party lines so we can get the things done for Canadians that Canadians voted for in in the last election in voting for a number of different parties with similar approaches. That's the focus we have. This is about demonstrating that even in times of challenge and difficulty, governments can come together. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what that loser just said? And yes, he is a loser. He is a tyrant. He is a dictator. He froze everyday people's everyday people work uh, people's bank accounts. He put people in jail who were exercising their freedom of speech and protest. And he's a loser. On a larger scale than you know, because what he's talking about right there is even though in the last election that the Canadian people spoke very loudly that they do not want any more of Justin Trudeau, uh, at least as far as his kind of policies go, he didn't care. 
Matter of fact, he didn't care so much that he just made a deal with the Liberal Party, the NDP, now the New Democratic Party. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in Canada, I know this is live from America, but in Canada, they work a little differently. They don't have the two-party system. They have more than that. And when you have more than a two-party system, well, that means that you can cut backdoor deals and basically become one big uniparty. That is what the progressives and the socialists are with the Democrats here. They cut backdoor deals. And even though the progressives don't really agree with a lot of the stuff the Democrats are doing, they want to go far more into Nazism. They work together and they get things done. And that's exactly what happened right here. And Justin Trudeau just gave himself power through 2025. Gave his party power to do whatever they want without anybody else voting for anything. We get Basically, you let us do what we want until 2025 and we'll make a deal with you. You want to know what other dictator did that this week? The one that they claim is a hero in Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. He's done the same thing. Basically made it so the opposition could not rise up. And that is the problem with three parties. I know we hate our two-party system here, but the problem with three parties is two parties can gang up on one, and that is exactly what they've done in Canada. And Justin Trudeau basically just gave himself power, unchallenged power, through 2022. And the reason I brought that up today in the beginning of the show is because Vladimir Zelensky has done the same thing in a more aggressive way. He's actually banned his political opponents, while Justin Trudeau has basically cut out his political opponent by doing things that are technically legal, but very, very scummy. So big, big shame on the NDP liberal party up there for siding with the Justin Trudeau Communist Party in destroying Canada even further. Uh, Let's go and uh, listen a little bit more about that because this is exactly what the Democrats and the uh, rhinos are doing down here and we have to make sure we continue to stop it. Check this out. Opportunity to deliver for Canadians. An agreement brokered in secret now spelled out in public. A deal that trades influence for stability. This supply and confidence agreement starts today and will be in place until the end of this parliament in 2025. So what do you think of the that agreement covers There's the guy he agreed with coming next month. Wow, a chance wow. For the what NDP a surprise. To use its leverage. Tommy Douglas uses power to bring in Medicare. Jack Layton uses power in a minority government to bring in affordable housing. Singh will use his power to enforce conditions spelled out in a signed agreement. The Liberals promising to move this year on expanded dental care, next year on improved pharmacare, and to continue to fight climate change while supporting workers affected by an energy transition. Make no mistake, Mr. Speaker, this backroom deal disrespects Parliament and it disrespects every single Canadian voter. The Conservatives called it a cynical power grab and tried to rebrand the supply and confidence agreement. That's exactly what it is. They're going to kill the oil and gas industry. It's not just a, it's not just a democratic par- problem here in America. It is a globalist agenda right now to kill the oil and gas industry. The only way they can have their great reset around the world, Zelensky, Biden, Trudeau, Pelosi, uh, Macron... All Boris, John, all Boris Johnson in the UK, the only way they can do their entire Great Reset is by literally destroying the energy and gas industry and then creating a new green industry based on fake climate change so that they are your overlords instead of independent gas and oil companies. Now you see why I opened today with that. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thanks for joining in. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving show of the host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And this is March 23rd, year of our Lord, 2022, and I'm coming to you broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it is an honor and a blessing to be here with you every single day. Thank you for making me a part of your news day. I'd like to uh, take this opportunity, if I could, to read some emails. We've got an urgent prayer request for Jessica Adams. She says she comes to us today with urgent prayer request. Her son is an eighth grader, and today he and his schoolmates are having to deal with some very heavy burdens. My son's friend, (coughs) since elementary school, committed suicide this morning. He is an exceptional kid and very smart. 
Please pray for all of the family and friends who are dealing with such an untimely tragic loss. We will definitely keep you in our prayers, Jessica, your eight-year-old son and his friend. No child should have to be so depressed that they turn to that in times of need. And unfortunately, that's what we're doing to our youngsters with social media and COVID lockdowns. Here's another quick story from Agnes Marlene Robles. She writes, I wrote, I sent a note a couple days ago, but my nephew and his family losing their home in a, in a fire, and they've lost everything in the fire. The house burned down, and everything in the house burned with it except for one thing. Guess what it was? The B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth, the Bible was the only thing untouched. The only miracle that could happen in this tragedy is that the Bible is the only thing untouched. Yes, they lost their home. That's very terrible. We're going to do some stuff here in Life from America to help them out. But the fact that the entire place burned down and the Bible was the only thing untouched. There's the picture to prove it. Look at all the burnt material around it. And then look at the Bible right there, untouched, unscathed, unburned. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the full power and the full strength of God. Can I get an amen? God bless. We will be praying for all involved. Let's go to our Lord right now on this March 23rd, 2022. Think big when you pray. I mean, if you're praying to the creator of the universe, it says to think big. But remember that I always think bigger, says God. I look at the big picture, all moments of your life, and I am doing more than you can imagine. You can talk with me about anything because I understand you perfectly. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power, that is at work within us, says Ephesians 3.20. And Psalm 5.3 reminds us in the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. Before you turn out the light tonight, collaborate with me regarding your dreams and desires. You never know how to handle, you never know, or you never have to handle things alone ever again. Amen. And thank you, God, for giving us that opportunity. And thank you for the rumble rants and the donations coming in for that family. We will make sure that they go to the right place. Please remove your hats on this March 23rd and let's say the Lord's Prayer together and think of those who are in more need than we are. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Remember, folks, through, with God all things are possible. Philippians 4, 13 with God, all things are possible. And we truly do have God with us today on this show here on Real America's Voice News. You feel him? I feel him. I feel that love. I feel that joy. I feel that gospel running through my veins. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Stay tuned. All right. Good evening, my friends, my friends, my friends. Thank you very much for everybody that's got such a kind and compassionate heart and a little bit extra money to help out. Look, it's been rough, but we all have a little bit to give when we do, and we give when we can. Did you get a haircut, Jeremy? Looks good. I did. I got a lot of them cut, actually. A lot of those grays that keep coming in. This donation is for the family who lost everything, but their Bible, may God be with them, says C. Taylor 15. Thank you. God bless you. I know it will help them tremendously. We'll make sure that they get it. We'll make sure they get it. Uh, I'd like to give a big shout-out to Corn Pop in the building. How you doing, Corn Pop? It's been a while. Uh, we miss you. Excuse me. I didn't come back on there. I keep talking. Uh, it's been a while uh, since we've seen Corn Pop in the chat, and we definitely do miss her, and we love her, and we want to continue to give her our prayers with everything that they've gone through. I can't see anything. Yeah, I know. I, I fixed it already. Let's jump over to get her real quick, see how people are doing over there. <clears throat> Sherry, good to see you on Getter. Sharon, where did your picture go? Don't worry, it's there. Hi, Bev, good to see you. Sissy Harp, how are you? Terry, good to see you. Thank you very much. 
Jeremy, where are you at? We all we see is the flag. I know, I know. You'll get there. Don't worry. I figured it out. Thank you very much. Uh, Sylvia, how you doing? Good to see you. Tori from Washoe, Wisconsin. Washoe, Wisconsin. Darlene from Michigan, good to see you. Thank you for joining in. Ron from Corrupt, Rhode Island. You are not wrong there. You are not wrong there. You are not wrong there. Get it? <laughs> oh, man, we got a great show tonight, folks. We got a great show. We got a lot of good news. So you're going to want to share, 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 share. Make sure you follow the Facebook page of our producer, LFA Producer. He is throwing on everything he can from the show over there. Although I, I'm not on there. Uh, he wants to be on there. He thinks he can use his uh, reach there on Facebook to, uh, to continue to help grow the show. And I said, hey, that's your page. You do what you want. You are the producer of the show. So it's called LFA Producer. Check that out. Well, thank you, Provo person. And God bless you. And thank you for being here. I know you've been through some hard times. And we just want you to be here, my love. So thank you very much. God bless you. All right. Got a great show. And we're starting Constitutional Corners tonight. So do not miss that. Here we go. Let's come back from this break and kill it. Welcome back right here on Live from America. I am Jeremy Harrell, and thank you for watching Real America's Voice News, where you get real news and honest views, and it is the fastest-growing news station in America today, right alongside the fastest-growing social media platform, which is Getter. You're going to want to make sure you follow Jeremy Harrell. We are verified over there, and as soon as they let me into True Social, I'll be there as well. Here we go. First and foremost, put your cups up. According to a brand new filing, special prosecutor John Durham will be producing a very large volume of classified material this week on Christopher Steele's main dossier source. This is big news, folks, and I'm very, very excited to talk about it today. Anytime I hear Anything from Special Prosecutor John Durham, my ears perk and I get a little happy because lately, after not hearing from John Durham forever, we're just getting bombshells left and right, and I love it. Um, Special Prosecutor John Durham will produce a large volume of classified material this week. Uh, Recall, Steele's main source, Igor Danchenko, was arrested by the FBI November of 2021 on five counts of making false statements to the feds. In January 2020, the story was broke that the primary subsource, the PSS for the Steele dossier, was Igor Danchenko, the individual behind most of the made-up lies in the Steele dossier. The Washington Examiner had reported that the Justice Department plans to produce a large volume of classified materials this week in the Russiagate case against the main source, for British ex-spy Christopher Steele's anti-Trump dossier. Special counsel John Durham made the assertion in a filing yesterday asking for a judge, asking a judge, excuse me, for a deadline extension for the production of classified discovery in accordance with the Classified Information Procedures Act, a law that establishes procedure for protecting classified information in criminal cases. Now, John Durham pinned the need for a delay on agency personnel being involved in matters related to Russia's war in Ukraine. Quote, to date, the government has uh, produced over 600 or excuse me, 60,000 documents in unclassified discovery. A portion of these documents were originally marked classified and the government has worked with the appropriate declassification authorities to produce the documents in an unclassified format. Probably a lot of it will be redacted. Durham said in the filing submitted to federal court in the Eastern District Court of Virginia. However, recent world events in Ukraine have contributed to delays in the production of classified discovery. Well, isn't that convenient? A war we shouldn't be in, a war they're pushing for what? For a lot of reasons. Hunter Biden's laptop might be one of them. The officials preparing and reviewing the documents at the FBI and intelligence agencies are heavily engaged in matters related to Ukraine. Nevertheless, the government will produce a large volume of classified uh, discovery this week and will continue its efforts to produce documents in classified discovery on a rolling basis and no later than the proposed deadlines set forth, Durham added. A new filing from Special Counsel Durham reveals Perkins Coy, 
allies connected to Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign that spied on President Trump's internet traffic while he was president. Let me say that again. While he was president. I also think that I keep telling you about when Donald Trump said that the deep state is already being brought to heel and it's already begun. I think this is a big part of it. The Durham investigators also uncovered evidence, ready for this, that shows that Hillary Clinton team, uh, Hillary Clinton's team paid operatives to infiltrate the Trump Tower and then President Trump's White House servers to link Trump to Russia and which would have done, they would have killed two birds with one stone. They would have been able to have their war with Russia and they would have been able to tie Donald Trump to that war that they caused to begin with all so they could have power, money, and control over people who knew bad things about them. Ladies and gentlemen, it is all coming down like a house of cards, and I, for one, am very happy to be on this side of it, watching it come crumble down, and I, for two, believe when President Donald J. Trump says that he's got this, that he's got this. We're just watching a movie unfold, and we're fighting and helping out when and where we can, and for that, I praise you and say thank you for being here fighting with me at the tip of the spear along with Steve Bannon on The War Room and many, many others here on Real America's Voice News. It's why I love it here so much. All right, we got more news, huge news. As a matter of fact, this is huge. If we were talking to President Donald Trump right now, he'd say this is huge. This is the most hugest news that you're ever going to hear. But President Trump has withdrawn his endorsement of Alabama's Senate candidate Mo. Brooks, this is not a drill. This is real life. President Donald J. Trump has not withdrawn many endorsements. And to withdraw an endorsement of a name this big of of a seat that's this important in this time, you know President Trump had his reasons. And this is what I love. It, it, It actually really stinks, to be honest with you, that President Trump has to withdraw his nomination. I mean, his, uh, his, his endorsement, excuse me, of Mo Brooks. It really does. It stinks because that means there's something wrong. But the good thing about it is, the good thing about it is, is that we're catching these people before it's too late. And that is what Donald Trump changed about this Republican Party, is we are no longer reactive. We are proactive, if anything. President Trump announced today, that he is withdrawing his endorsement of Representative Mo Brooks for the U.S. Senator of Alabama. Trump released a statement this morning where he explained that when Mo Brooks made the horrible mistake and went woke and said to put the presidential election scam behind you, that was it and that was enough for Mr. Donald J. Trump. And to be honest with you, yesterday... I was watching Mo Brooks right here on Real America's Voice News, praising and touting the fact that he is the Trump-endorsed candidate. My, my, how the turntables have, as Michael Scott would say on The Office, but my, my, how the tables have turned, ladies and gentlemen. Trump added, if we forget the radical left Democrats, if we forget the radical left Democrats will continue to cheat and steal elections. Trump withdrew his endorsement this morning. Boom. That's what you get when you go against MAGA. That's what you get when you go against this new uh, Republican Party. And that's what you get when you go against America first. Mess around and find out, the rest of you. All of you that are walking that tightrope and saying, oh, I'm endorsed by President Trump. You better stay in line because we're not going to put up with it long. And we think just like he thinks. So you better shape up or ship out. Shape up or ship out. We got more good news coming from President Donald Trump. New poll shows that President Trump holds a massive lead at 59% approval rating amongst everyone as Biden's poll polls continue to drop out and sink like a rock. A new poll has found that former President Donald J. Trump has a whopping 59% approval rating on the same day that Joe Biden has hit an all-time low in his. The survey conducted by Emerson Polling, which is okay, I guess, not the greatest, but okay, found that voters are not being fooled into believing that high gas prices are not Biden's fault. 
resident corn pop, hairy legs himself, Mr. Joe Biden, Mr. Poop Pants, has a 43% approval rating, but that's according to Emerson. I would tell you that Biden's approval ratings are about 33%. They're, they're giving him 10% because they feel sorry for him. But let's go with their, let's go with their stuff, okay? 43% approval rating, one point uh, increase from February, while his disapproval dropped, to a, uh, dropped a point to 49%. Looking ahead to the midterm elections, the Republican Party continues to hold the advantage. 47% say they will support the Republican congressional candidate, while only 42% plan to support the Democratic congressional candidate with 11% undecided, the pollsters report. You know who they're not throwing in there? They're not throwing in there everybody that's been affected by the policies of Biden. They're not throwing in their independence. I guarantee you that this poll is flopsided and uh, uh, lopsided. And again, ladies and gentlemen, they're not the greatest. But another poll from Reuters released uh, today showed Biden's approval tanking to just 40 percent, the lowest point for him so far. Either way, he's in free fall. The Democrats suck. The entire party is about to be destroyed. We're going to get 100 seats. We're going to have it for a long time. And when we take the power back, Look at me in my eye, Fauci, Pelosi, Kamala, Biden, Chuck Schumer, Merrick Garland, Obama, George Bush. We're coming after every single one of you because you set the bar that says that executive privilege no longer exists. Thank you. Thank you for that. We're coming after the weapons of mass destruction. We're coming after 9-11. We're coming after... Afghanistan, Iran, all of those stupid deals right after this. I love it. I love it when we're all on the same page. Flopsided. Yeah, you're right, Lynn. I think flopsided is better than lopsided. I think you're right. You are going down, says Bad Moon. You know what I love, folks? I love it when I can tell there's been a switch in our in your in, in the way you guys comment, okay? Because I can tell when we go through weeks that seem really bad, you guys are really down. But then you start seeing the forest for the trees. You start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And I look at you, you guys are like warriors in these comment sections. You're not backing down. It seems like you've got a completely new energy about what's going on. It seems like you guys are more riled up than you were on November 4th. And I absolutely love it. Because it's going to take that to win. And nothing less. Nothing less. Duke says he's got about 20%. You know what, Duke? I don't disagree. I think you might be right about that 20%. I think you might be right. Um, Mr. Dave Shostokis is in the building. How you doing, my friend? Uh, doing great. Uh, doing great, Jerry. Okay, well, let me, do, let me do something here. I am going to uh, I'm gonna fit you to my screen a little bit better because you got a head the size of uh, Humpty Dumpty right now. And I don't want your head to take up the entire thing. Make me look like you look like a giant and me look like a tiny child. Hold on one second here. Uh, you might be talking about George Washington, not me, you know. <laughs> That's George behind me here. I see him. I see him. Okay, we got you good. We got you good now. Let me just um, down a little bit. There we go. All right. So you ready to do this, my friend? absolutely ready as you'll ever be looking forward to it hey it's good to see you again i know we usually just get right into it when when you come on and when guests come on but i I am glad to have you here let me bring you over so the fans here on social media can see you folks there he is mr dave shostokas it is good to see you my friend i know we're all so busy and we don't get time to hi how are you doing and do the little 13 year old girl kitty chats uh but uh it is nice to see you how you been doing uh you know lots of news uh jeremy actually on Monday at five o'clock, it was actually official that uh, we did a lot of work for the last four or five months, but it actually became official that I will be on the ballot uh, in uh, Illinois on the June 28th primary for to be uh, nominated as attorney general. Uh, so, so that actually through a lot of technical stuff at, at Monday at five o'clock, it became official. That was when the period for objecting to the petitions and my being on the ballot when that period expired. Nice. And so without objection. And so we're on the ballot June 28th. So it's going to be exciting. You hear that everybody in yeah. Illinois on the ballot for attorney general, David Shostokis. So make sure you guys show up. Hey, where do you want to start tonight? Where at exactly? We start at the very beginning, uh, my friend. Uh, you know, there's actually something called a prologue 
uh, in this book. And the prologue tells kind of an interesting story that gives some perspective on the uh, on the founders that most people do not. You know, everybody kind of disses the founders, a bunch of rich old white guys, and they don't they don't care. They were not inclusive and all these other things that they had this like exclusive club. And there's a there's a, a story that goes to the heart of that simply not being true. Uh, and I think I think that's a good place for us to start. It's okay. At the beginning of the book. All right. Well, we're gonna do a we're gonna do about a twelve minute segment. So I will let you talk as much as possible. Okay. I know twelve minutes doesn't seem like a lot. Next time we'll do a twenty four minute segment or something. That way we can get through things because this is a. Uh, if we're gonna go through this book week by week, it's gonna take a while. It might take us the rest of this year, but that's okay. That's okay. Just, yeah. All right. Let's. It come. is okay. And as as we're talking about, it, it's constitutional sound bites. And if people want to want to follow along with us as we go on this journey, because, you know, of course, you're an artist, uh, you create things. Sure. And I'm sure when you put together, uh, put together a song and music, you study the subject that you're doing to do do. that. And there's much more that you learn about the subject that you're going to uh, perform or create this uh, this piece of art with that you are not able to incorporate in that art. That's right. And so that's kind of what kind of what writing is like as well. Okay. You have to pick and choose. Okay. So well, there's much more. And so we're going to get we'll get started with that with this and that's kind of how we're going to approach the book. So if folks get the book, they're going to learn some of the more backstories that aren't that the book tells you the highlights and then we're going to get into some of the details. So this is going to be exciting. All right. Well, let's come back from this break and let's get into it, okay? Let me just do this. All right, here we go. Folks, you're watching Real America's Voice News. As a matter of fact, you're watching live from America here at uh, on Real America's Voice News, and it's an honor to have you here. We've got our first edition ever, our first edition ever of Constitutional Corners. Now, this is something, or excuse me, it's Constitutional Corner. Now, this is something that I've wanted to do for quite some time here on Live from America, and I wanted to bring somebody on who was knowledgeable about the Constitution of the United States. So first of all, let's go and do our first segment ever. Hold on, here we go. Constitutional Corners. Okay, we've got our friend, David Shostokis, with us today. David Shostokis, how are you, my friend? Thank you for joining. Outstanding. We're so happy to be here, and we're going to start talking about the uh, very beginning of constitutional sound bites in our constitutional corner, uh, uh, Jeremy. And one of the things I think that people need to know, of course, they uh, they finished the Constitution on the 17th of September in 1787. They've been meeting for five months. They started in early May. They actually finished it up on the 17th of September in the form that we uh, actually have come to know and operate under for the last 200 plus years. And so what they wanted to do, what they needed to do at that point in time was, in fact, to send it out to states for ratification. And uh, they actually finished it up where they where they drafted the Constitution, which is now known these days as Independence Hall in Philadelphia. You and I were there last that's year. Right. That's right. That's uh, right. Together. And uh, that's kind of exciting. We're going to be talking about someplace else you and I were at uh, soon. But you and I were there last year. And so but that building where they drafted the Constitution on the very first floor was also the headquarters or the uh, state capital at that point of the state of Pennsylvania. And in terms of delivering the Constitution, they, they had to send it out by horseback and everything all over, every, everywhere else. But as far as Pennsylvania goes, all they had to do was walk it upstairs. You know, so they walked it upstairs. And on the very first day, the Pennsylvania legislature ordered 4,500 copies of the Constitution to be printed, to be spread out among the population of uh, the state of Pennsylvania, so that the people would know when they got together in the Constitutional Convention whether they were going to, so that they would understand, to ratify the Constitution, so that the folks would understand what that, what kind of form of government that they were uh, they were about to embark upon. Uh, there's that, of course, that famous quote where uh, Ben Franklin walked out of the building that you and I were in front of and people and a woman said, Mr. Franklin, what have you given us? And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. 
That's right. So well, I, I just hold on, uh, Dave. If you just hold on real quick, uh, I want to let people know, and I think we're having some some sound uh, some sound feedback because I don't think you have uh, headphones in, so I think it's coming through uh, your your computer. So we might hear that uh, when when I start talking. But uh, folks, we're going through Dave Shostokas's book from the beginning. All the way through the end, it might take us a whole year because we're only doing this once a week, but this is called Constitutional Sound Bites. And we're going to go through the book from the beginning till the e- to the end. A lot of this is just frequently asked questions and people talking about, well, what does this say in the Constitution? What does that say in the Constitution? What do we do about this? What do we do about that? And that's what we're going to get through. And right now, if you're just joining, Dave is bringing us through the very beginning of the book, almost like the the uh, the the about section of what this book is. I apologize, Dave. Continue, please. Not a problem, Jeremy. So they sent it up, they sent the Constitution upstairs to the Pennsylvania Legislature. The Pennsylvania Legislature ordered forty five hundred copies of the Constitution to be printed to go out among the people, so that the people could debate about what it is that they were going to be embarking upon for their new form of government. And but what's interesting about that is only three thousand of those copies were printed in English. 1,500 copies of the Constitution on the very first day that it was for distribution to the people were printed in German. Fully one-third of the population of Pennsylvania in 1787 only spoke German. They were not English speakers. Uh, In fact, Germantown, Pennsylvania had been founded in 1681 by folks from Germany uh, having traveled to escape the wars, ongoing war from Germany between Germany and France, and still a hundred and some odd years later, a um, huge portion of the Pennsylvania population were only German speakers. But the founders knew on the very first day that if people were going to sub, uh, submit or be, uh, give their consent to be, have the consent of the governed, they needed to have an ability to understand what the proposal was. And so in terms of all the people that say that the uh, founders were this exclusive group and they weren't inclusive and went on the very first day, they bent over backwards to include the German speakers of uh, the state of Pennsylvania in the American experiment so that they would know what it was that was being proposed. I think that's really an important statement about the founders. What's also interesting is that the Constitution was also sent out to, of course, all the other states. But before New York was New York, it was something else. It was New Amsterdam. And uh, there was a huge remaining population of Dutch speakers in New York. And so the same thing took place in New York as took place in Pennsylvania, that when the Constitution was published for circulation among the population of New York, it was not only published in uh, English, it was also published in Dutch. And, you know, I... It's, it's just it's I think it's so important for people to know these kinds of things went on to to bend over backwards to include everybody in America in terms of making a decision what kind of government they were going to be under. They were they felt compelled to fulfill the promise of the Declaration of Independence in terms of achieving the consent of the governed. And, you know, it's uh, interesting. There's another version you see, if you see George Washington uh, behind me, uh, George Washington is actually on the cover of the Spanish version of Constitutional Soundbites. Uh, Capsulus Informativus Constitutionalis. And the fact is, is that it that book is the only book in the history of America in Spanish that explain, explains the Constitution of the United States. And that's so sad because we have... 40 million people in this country who are, you know, they're bilingual to get along in their daily lives, to uh, do their jobs, to order things, uh, go to go to the store, uh, buy gasoline, whatever they need, need to participate in the economy. But to understand uh, concepts like uh, la vida, la libertad, busqueta uh, de felicidad, that is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, those things you need to have the language that you understand the best, you know, and it's... Uh, I think we've uh, done a disservice to the uh, Spanish speakers in our population by not making available this information. And that's only in keeping with the tradition that was on the very first day of the Constitution by what they did to maintain the communication with the German speakers and the Dutch speakers. This is just 
these are incredible concepts, Jeremy. So I want to say, I want to say something here. Um, so we are in a country that is very diverse. We're in a country that has people from all over the world that speak languages from all over the world. And the youth today, Gen Z, millennials and Gen Z, think that the founding fathers were just these old white guys who didn't care about anybody else, who wanted everybody to conform to them, wanted everybody to conform to their religion, their language, their way of doing everything, that they were bigots, and, and that they in no way had any kind of love, compassion, sympathy, empathy for any other uh, uh, nationality or any other person from another country. That's, far the, that's the farthest thing from the truth when it comes to our Constitution and, uh, and our Declaration of Independence. Am I, am I right in saying that, Dave? You're entirely accurate in saying that. I think, you know, it's a, it's a misrepresentation of our history and of the heritage that we should share with one another that we should be proud of rather than uh, people going out of their way to diss these guys who went out of their way to include uh, the other folks that were sharing the, sharing the continent with them, if you will. And uh, so it's just a, it's a, it's, I think it's important. If we don't have our history, you know, uh, we don't have anything because it's the history that actually binds us together and uh, creates us and puts us together as Americans. And so uh, this, this study and our failure to study it is the, is what gives uh, other folks the ability to slice us and dice us into all these other interest groups, as opposed to putting us together among, with the things that we would agree upon. Uh, one of the things that we tried to do, I tried to do in this book was kind of uh, modeled after Thomas Jefferson's goal with the Declaration of Independence. Forty years after it was written, somebody asked him what he was trying to do. He said, I was just trying to explain the common sense of the matter. And the fact is, is it, most of this is not terribly complicated if you take a moment to try and understand it. The uh, fact is, is we've hung a lot of stuff on it, the Constitution. Of course, we've now we've had these uh, Supreme Court uh, uh, confirmation hearings going on, and we have this issue about a living Constitution and those kinds of things. That's uh, that's just a, a foolish concept about a living Constitution. Uh, there are mechanisms to change it if we don't agree with it, but if we, but as it, but as it stands, it is law, and that is uh, that is what they said, what they tried to set in place at that point in time and what we had lived with for a long, long time. And I suspect that we might be much better off if we got to the roots. And the message that they did, the message that they sent to us by sending it out in German and sending it out in Dutch, was that's the same thing we need to do is bring people in to this, uh, to this idea and have them, if you understand it, they'll be part of it. Well, David, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to go ahead and we're, com we're coming up to our to our end. It got really quick, but it was a good way to start to let people know what we were doing. And again, folks, if you're just joining in, Constitutional Soundbites is the book. You can get it online. You can get it on Amazon. If you shop on Amazon, you can get it there. But uh, David Shostokas has written many books, and this is the book that we chose that we're going to every Wednesday evening. We're going to take some time. Okay, we're going to fix our audio issues next time, and we're going to actually start going through the book. We're going to actually going through the frequently asked questions that you and many other people have about the Constitution because it's the one thing that we need to verse ourselves on. It is the Constitution because the one thing that they've done over the last three, four decades is they've gotten people so unfamiliar with their rights and the law of this land that nobody even understands what it's like to be an American anymore so every wednesday in the evening show we will be bringing uh dave shostokas back on to go through this book to brush you up on your constitution david god bless you sir thank you very much i know people in the comment section said they already bought the book so they can follow along so that's a good thing for everybody all boats rise but the most important thing is that we learn this sir god bless you thank you dave and we'll talk to you next week okay thank you jeremy take care we look forward to next week all right thank you all right, guys, Dave Shostokis from the great state of Illinois, actually, where I'm originally from. And I know we had some audio issues there with Dave, uh, but we, you know, he'll get those fixed, and the next time that he comes on, we'll actually go through the Constitution piece by piece, and we'll break it down for everybody who's watching so we can actually get a good idea of what it is. 
Folks, thank you for sticking around. We got a lot more to come, even some good news here on Live from America when Real America's Voice returns right after this. So I'm sorry we didn't get to the meat and potatoes of that, but I but David has has uh, he's running for attorney general. He's got a lot going on, and uh, we really wanted to kind of ease people into what we were doing and how we were doing it. So if you don't have the book Constitutional Sound Bites, you can probably get the audio version of it as well. Um, it'll really bring a lot. You know what? You can look at the Constitution and read it all you want, but to some people, they say the Constitution is like the Bible. They don't really understand it. They don't understand the way it was written. Well, this is going to do that. And this is going to give you all the power you need. You know when you were growing up and somebody said, people would say knowledge is power, knowledge is power. Um, Does anybody know where I can get that book? You can get it on Amazon. Uh, You can probably get it a whole bunch of other places too. I'm not sure where they all are. But just go online and look for uh, Constitutional Soundbites by David Chistokas. When they told you when you were when you were younger that knowledge is power, that's what that means. And that's what we're trying to equip people with here on Live from America. I know we get a lot of people that jump off the show when we got a guest on because they don't want to hear what the guest has to say. But you guys shouldn't do that. I'm not saying you, you have to do that. I'm saying you shouldn't do that. Because what these people have to say, there's a reason I'm bringing them on. It's because it benefits me and it benefits you. Okay? It's knowledge that benefits me and it's knowledge that benefits you. All right. So we'd, uh, I want to get back into the actual news and what's going on. So we're just going to come right back from this commercial break and get right back into it. Jeremy, have you heard anything else about Freddie? Nothing. Absolutely nothing more from Freddie. All I know is that he's going through a change in his life right now, and we should pray for him no matter what he has said to any of us. Trust me, he said some pretty mean things about my family as well. But the minute you start not accepting somebody that says that they've seen God or that they've uh, talked to God for the first uh, first time is the minute you might want to rethink being a Christian. Is that's that's my advice to all those out there who are unwilling to forgive somebody. Remember, if it's not true, it should never hurt. Okay, here we go. Let's move on and bring some more good news to the show and to your lives. You're right here on Real America's Voice News, live from America with Jeremy Harrell. And I want to thank Dave Shostokas for taking time out of his very busy schedule to come on live from America. Look, ladies and gentlemen, not only is he running for attorney general in Illinois, he was also the former assistant attorney general in that great state as well. So the man knows what he's doing. I got more good news for you. The Supreme Court has now rejected the legislative redistricting maps Drawn by Democrat Governor Tony Evers. That guy is a loser if there was ever one. And he has been shot down by the Supreme Court. They have shot down and rejected his plan to redraw the legislative maps and accept the congressional boundaries. Let's get right into it. The map was drawn up by Democrat Governor Tony Evers. Justices Sotomayor and Kagan joined in dissent to the decision. The U.S. Supreme Court today rejected the legislative maps drawn by Governor Evers and sent the matter back to the state's high court, which had initially adopted the Democratic governor's proposed boundaries for the state's next 10-year maps. However, that's going to change now that they've gotten a Supreme Court uh, decision. Um, And I think you're going to see something very uh, different uh, here in a little bit, the rejections. Uh, The rejection of Evers' assembly and Senate districts by the nation's highest court puts the issue of drawing maps back in the hands of the Wisconsin Supreme Court and will further delay the state's redistricting process, which state election officials say needs to be resolved in order to prepare for the upcoming elections. The federal court also accepted congressional maps drawn by Evers and adopted by the state Supreme Court, denying a request from Wisconsin Republican and congressional lawmakers seeking to block those boundaries. In a split decision, the U.S. Supreme Court sided with Republicans' arguments that Evers' maps violate the U.S. Constitution's equal protection guarantees by redrawing boundaries based on racial criteria. Quote, we agree that the court committed legal error in its application of the decisions of this uh, of this court regarding the relationship between the constitutional guarantee of equal protection and the VRA, the justices wrote in the unsigned opinion filed this morning. 
and uh, there's a ton of uh, a ton of tweets from you know blue check blue checked uh, Twitter accounts. Um, but it says what well, from Steve uh, Vladek. It says breaking SCOTUS uses shadow docket to summarily throw out Wisconsin Supreme Court ruling adopted adopting Governor Evers re, uh, Governor Evers redistricting maps. Of course, Sotomayor and Kagan public, publicly dissent. And guess who else would be on that publicly dissent list? The lady that's trying to become a Supreme Court justice right now. The same one who lets pedophiles and pornography, child pornography uh, violators walk the streets without giving them any kind of serious jail time and much, much more. The lady, look, folks, again, like I said, the only way that this woman does not become our next Supreme Court justice, the only way is if every single Republican votes against her and one Democrat votes against her. Uphill battle. Can it be done? I guess that's what these days of of questioning and bringing things out for. But unless Dick Durbin releases the information that Republicans and and Ted Cruz wants, I don't see this being a a, a wipeout in the Republicans. I don't see the Republicans uniting and staying together. You're going to get anywhere from 14 to 18 Republicans that let her through. And those people should be voted out of office if they let a, a, a child predator sympathizer like Miss Brown, go. If they let her get into the Supreme Court, then everyone, whoever votes for her should be voted out because of the fact that she's lenient on child predators. If it wasn't for that, I'd say, you know what? The Democrats have their, this is their time. They have a time to put somebody up there. This is the way the game goes. If it wasn't for that, but because of that, I'm, I, I'm, I'm 1,000% against this person. 1,000%. All right, moving on, folks. Also, just so you know, I want to squeak this in there. Uh, RSBN has been banned from YouTube prior to President Trump's rally in Georgia. They don't want it out there. This is more reason, folks, for all of you. I know I know that there's a problem with... Well, I already have like 10 social media platforms. Do I need any others? I'm going to tell you the ones that you should have. If you consider yourself a conservative, if you consider yourself a Christian, if you consider yourself a Republican, you should have the following. Truth Social, once you get in, Telegram, Rumble, Getter, Cloud Hub, Gab, you should have those. You should have them. Because if they're if they're 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 continuing with, with, with bankrupting their companies, and they don't care. They want people that believe what you and I believe off of those sites. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you're set up, okay? Because RSBN's YouTube has, has been nicked right before this, uh, this rally. All right. The Prince of Pillows, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Lindell himself and Tina Peters have dropped bombshells. They dropped them yesterday on the war room, and they continue to drop them. And what I love about Mike Lindell, folks, is that when he does things, he does things very methodically, and he gets the mainstream media to chase their tail, or he gets them to chase the laser pointer while he's doing something else. He's learned a lot from President Donald Trump. Now, months and months and months have gone by, and we've heard Mike Lindell say, we're going to Supreme Court. We just got to get these attorneys general on board. We got to get these uh, secretary of states on board. We got to get these legislators on board. So what Mike Lindell was doing was that he was going around from state to state to state, and he said that he was getting attorneys general and legislators, state legislators and uh, security, secretary of states on board. What he was really doing, folks, was he knew that it was an uphill battle to fight Dominion at a federal level. Because states are allowed to do their own elections in their own states still, he understood that he needed to go state by state. And that's what he's been doing until he, and while he's been waiting for this information to get out. Now that he's got this information that shows that these Dominion machines not only were connected to the Internet, but had the capability to be connected to the Internet and use software that did connect them to the Internet, it made every one of them illegal and uncertifiable, literally illegal by state law. So now he's gone through each state and he's gotten these attorneys general and these secretary of states and these state legislators on board. And he says that seven states are ready to get rid of Dominion. Since you can't get rid of them at a federal level, then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mike Lindell, Tina Peters, and everybody else who's been fighting has decided to go to the state level and do it. I want to play a video here for you, if I can, right now, of Tina Peters on the war room yesterday 
talking about this, uh, this, th- this new information that's come to light. And it should automatically get the Dominion, uh, the Dominion lawsuits against OAN, Newsmax, uh, Fox News, and everybody else com- dropped right away. Because their entire argument is based on the fact that they weren't connected to the internet or had no capability to be connected to the internet. The new information that Mike Lindell has now says otherwise. Let's listen to what Teter, Tina Peters and uh, Steve Bannon have to say about it. The pro- that seems to me is people don't understand the technical part of it. If Newsmax picks up on it or Fox picks up on it or somebody's party to these suits, which heretofore, just the reality, you've had a string of losses because they haven't been thrown out. They're still going for it with not radical left-wing judges, but in many cases, Trump-appointed judges and Dominion's still got these lawsuits going. So, therefore, in a court of law somewhere, these things are going to be adjudicated. Uh, The proxy would be if these massive media organizations who are essentially open to billions of dollars, at least these lawsuits say, of, uh, of, of losses or remuneration, if they don't pick it up, is that is that a signal to the public that you didn't you don't really have the goods? It should be. It really should be a, a an alarm to the public that the news that you're watching, if they if they block this out and they refuse to air this, you have to question who owns them. Who owns them? No, but and no, but my okay, but Tina, my but the the question is, they're on the hook for billions of dollars right now. Billions of dollars. I think the, the, the Fox lawsuit several billion dollars. So by any form of their, their fiduciary obligation to their shareholders, now Ruddy's privately held, but I think he's got investors, but the, the, Fox is publicly traded. They have a fiduciary responsibility, a fiduciary responsibility to, to uh, confront this thing. And they've been fighting this in court. They've been trying to get it dismissed, and they haven't been able to. Is, if they don't pick it up, is that a proxy for the, for the public who don't know the details and aren't going to understand this thing because it's too technical, is that a proxy for that you didn't actually deliver the goods in your mind? So, ladies and gentlemen, she goes on to tell you, and they go on to show you in that in that, uh, in that episode. Now, you can go to americasvoice.news, click shows at the top left, and go to the war room, and you can watch the entire interview. Mike Lindell actually shows you the proof of when of, of several machines that were connected. It's, it's like I know Mike Lindell always says, look, this is it. This is the nail in the coffin. This is the proof. The guy, th- that's just the way the guy is. He's not lying. He is serious. He is serious about that. So he's decided, hey, let's go at a state level, and apparently seven states are willing to at least start the conversation about getting rid of Dominion for the midterms this year. And he says he's going to every state. So you got to take him at his word. The guy's been a fighter. I have no reason to believe any other reason or anything else. The guy continues to fight. So make sure you continue to fight for him, and somewhere along the lines we'll meet in the middle and we'll pan it all out, right? Take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. We got to give Mike Lindell the Smarty Award. We'll do that when we come back. We got to take the break right after this. All right, family, how are you? It's not freezing for me. Fox News is corrupt. Don't forget Trump in Georgia this Saturday. Amen. Mike Lindell is a true patriot. Um, I'm reading some of your comments right now, so just bear with me. Let me jump over to Getter. I use, um, my email is on my pro profile. Brave.com is that, that a browser. Just reading some of them, folks. Um, looks like you guys are having, I love when you guys have your conversations and I jump in and I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Um, Donnie C, how you doing, my friend? It's good to see you. Thank you very much for donating today and being here every day as well. Corn Pop, Jeremy, I highly recommend my pillow dog bed. Well, I was going to tell you about the dog bed. Actually, let me go show you the new and improved my pillow. They they got a new and improved look to them. Where where did I put that? Uh, maybe is it right there? No, there no there it is right there. Okay, let's go show you this. They got the new and improved site up now. There we go. There's the new and improved MyPillow website. I'm going to take you down here. Look at the Giza Dream Sheets. $39.99. I definitely recommend them. Love the Giza Dream Sheets. There's the dog beds right there. As low as $19.99. I can tell you I got one for my sister for Christmas. And um, her dog used to sleep in her bed every day. Now she has to call her dog up on her bed. And apparently the cats have taken it over too. 
Uh, let's see what else they got here. L- look at this. This is something I noticed. Check this out. The MyPillow adjustable base. How awesome is that? That is cool. I think I need that. Maybe it'll help me stop snoring. He's just got a lot of stuff on there now, got, now you guys. So make sure you check him out. You know, it's always worth it. And use that promo code LFA. Uh, Jeremy, I'm on True Social. You lucky dog. I'm still not on there. I'm still hiding in, in, in Nowheresville, I guess. I bought two dog beds. My dog loved them, says Deb1439. Hope you use that promo code. Love my slippers. I love mine too, but I don't like the, I don't like the closed heeled ones. I like the open heel ones. I bought the mattress foundation. Oh, you did? Do you love it? Does it work good? Is it electric or is it manual? I don't know that, so please let me know because I might get that myself. I might get that myself. We should all make a purchase to my pillow for everything that Mike has done for us. Yes, and use that promo code LFA while you're at it. It helps us show out. All right, let's get back to it. You know what we should do? We should make sure we give Mike Lindell that Smarty Award when we come back for fighting so incredibly hard. I mean, what is the guy doing it for? You know what I mean? He's losing tons of money. doesn't make any sense except for to fight for us. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. We forgot to give the Smarty Award of the day away before we went to commercial, so let's go ahead and do that right now. Smarty Award of the day goes to Mike Lindell, the Prince of Pillows. The one true patriot putting everything, his life, his business, his, 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 his people that work for him, their lives on the line just to fight for America. And I got to say, I love it. It's not a very bad uh, marketing scheme either to get a bunch of patriots uh, helping you uh, push your business and prop your business up since everybody destroyed your business and canceled you. But don't worry, we're not going to let you stay canceled, Mike. We love you. All right, let's get right back to it, folks. We got some more good news here on Live from America. First of all, though, I want to say this. When President Donald J. Trump, who, by the way, has a rally this Saturday in, in Georgia, when President Donald J. Trump said Putin is a brilliant and uh, a genius, I should say, he's a genius, he's a smart guy. Well, the left crucified Donald Trump for that. They said, oh, man, look at he loves Putin. He says he's a smart guy. Do you think Putin's stupid? I want to know that. I want, this is my question to all of you. Do you think Vladimir Putin is a stupid man? Or do you think he's a smart guy? Now, you admitting he's a smart guy is not you admitting he's a good guy. You're admitting he's a smart guy. Well, let's show you how smart the man really is. Because Russia is now demanding that Europe, remember when Donald J. Trump said, you shouldn't rely on on Russia for all of your uh, oil and gas, because if you do, they're going to be in charge of you one day, and they're going to drop you like a bad habit. I remember President Trump saying that just like it was yesterday. Well, now Russia is demanding that all of Europe pay for their oil and gas in rubles. What a genius move by that man. Joe Biden and the EU are playing checkers, and Putin is playing chess, 4D chess, with every single one of them. Putin warned that the only people that will be hurt in these sanctions are the people of the countries that illegally sanction us. And he was right because Putin today responded to the economic sanctions from the U.S. and the West. And Russia will now demand that unfriendly nations, they put this in, that's their quotes, unfriendly nations pay for their much needed gas and oil in rubles europe gets 40 percent of its gas supply from russia from russia 40 percent and donald trump told him not to do that and they were stupid and he outsmarted him look at that it appears that joe biden's mission to kill the u.s petrodollar is nearly complete this rule applies to all unfriendly nations russia published a list of 48 unfriendly states a few weeks ago which includes the eu the U.S., Japan, Switzerland, and Norway. These are generally countries that have sanctioned Russia in the last weeks. European gas prices raised as much as 21% in Amsterdam following the news. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Europe, um, the, when you uh, see the, the ruble is now at its strongest point against the dollar and the euro since March 2nd after plummeting 
due to sweeping US, U.S. and EU sanctions. Benchmark European gas prices rose as much as 21% in Amsterdam. So remember, the U.S. is begging for Maduro, begging Maduro and Venezuela for oil. It wants the nuclear deal back in Iran to get Iranian oil on the market, and Saudis are considering selling their oil to China in yuan, not the U.S. dollar. And India, India is now buying Russian oil in in rupees, rupees, however you pronounce their, their currency. So folks, again, it's not only hurting, hurting the United States, it's hurting the world. And, and Putin is outsmarting all of these, these, uh, these so-called leaders and said, okay, you want to destroy my dollar or you want to destroy our currency, our ruble? Now we're going to make you pay us in ruble. And that alone right there allowed the value of the ruble to just skyrocket. What a stupid move by Biden. But again, I don't really know if it's that stupid because it's, a, it's intentional to get us away from oil and gas. They're going to force you to buy an electric car. They're going to make it a law that you buy an electric car. Guarantee it. They're going to make it a law that you buy an electric car just like they made it a law that you purchase Obamacare. Remember that? All right, folks, I want to showcase a rhino. I hope you have your rhino. uh, I hope you have your rhino hunting permits already because, folks, we're going to go rhino hunting right now, and that is to Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw, we're going to highlight what a rhino he is again. He was caught on audio saying that the Republican establishment is not what we call the, the Republican establishment. The Republican establishment is people like me and people like Real America's Voice News, and Dan Crenshaw wants nothing to do with it. That's what he said, not me. Check it out. Where are we at here? We got sound? Um and look, it's that's the establishment that doesn't want people like me to rise too quickly. And when I say What's the establishment, exactly, that's I'm going to explain that because I, I view the establishment differently than what most people say the establishment is. Most people say the establishment is Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell and the RNC. That's not the establishment. They, they, they're trying to hang on by a thread. Um, they're trying to wrangle cats. Okay, that's that's what leadership is is doing. The establishment is these sort of wannabe social media influencers, these radio hosts, these podcasters. Um, it's most see that the establishment the establishment is not Mitch McConnell and all these people. The establishment is these wannabe radio hosts and these podcasters. You know, like Jeremy Harrell. That's Dan Dan Crenshaw. Mr. Pirates of the Caribbean himself. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America tonight. I think I went a little over, but that's okay. We'll end the show now. I want to say there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you all tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Until then, folks, keep a smile on your face and keep God close. Spread the gospel and have a great evening. See you later.